thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome to our continuing coverage of the Lamborghini Trofeo for 2021 of IMSA's Challenger Series. WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca is the venue for rounds 7 and 8. Round 8 will be tomorrow and slots in nicely between the qualifying and the race for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. That means... We've got round number seven today, our first race on Super Saturday. Coming up to take you through the contest with 17 cars on the grid, it will be Jeremy Shaw. But first, you'll hear the voice of Brian Till. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo. On IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. The Monterey Bay Peninsula in Southern California has seen all kinds of sporting events, but the PGA, well, it's a quiet environment. It's not quiet here. It's WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Round seven and eight of the 2020 Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship at this hallowed ground, WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca, and some of the best names in motorsports adorn this racetrack. The Andretti Hairpin, Ray Hall Strait, Rainy Curve. Where are we? Well, we're just south of San Francisco, that Monterey Bay Peninsula. Absolutely beautiful, just slightly inland. And this is the racetrack that we talk about. It has ups, it has downs. The Andretti hairpin, turn two, one of the best passing zones on the racetrack. You'll come in there at about 160 miles an hour on the brakes hard, then through three, four, and five, up the hill, the uphill compression turn six takes you up the ray hall straight to one of the most famous turns in north america really anywhere the corkscrew here at weathertech raceway turned eight and eight a as they call it then the diving left-hander known as rainy curve and then down to the front straightaway through turn 11 and what a beautiful sight look at those lamborghini super trofeo evos sitting out there the hurricane evo what a great machine, V10 power in the back, and they are about to make some noise here. Welcome in, Jeremy Shaw. Jeremy, an absolutely stellar field, and the weather is what you've come to expect here in California. Absolutely picture perfect. I mean, there's there's few better places on the planet than uh, right here at Wednesday Raceway Laguna Seca on a nice autumn day like we've got right now. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just perfect and a good field of cars here, biggest field of the season so far. I think we're in for an exciting race. I'm really looking forward to this one. Well, and you think about it, we've got four races left, two race weekends. So we've got a double header here and then we'll close out the season with a double header at Sebring. And it sounds so strange to say that Sebring closes out our season, especially when you think about it in November. So that makes it even more odd. But championships still really up to play in the four different classes that are here. I'd say 
three of the four anyway. The AM championship pretty well wrapped up at this point in time, although anything can still happen. But certainly in the pro championship, it's Madison Snow who leads there, but only by 11 markers over Jacob Edson and Steven Agakani. And then in pro-am, Corey Lewis, McKay Snow, they've got a 10-point advantage over Leo Lamellas. And then you look down to LB Cup. Randy Solari has a lead over Matt Dick and John Hennessy right there in third. So really those three championships still up in the air. And this racetrack looks like it is in fantastic shape as those Lamborghini Huracan Evos head out of the track. They're going to get their tires warmed up. We're going to go racing. But Jeremy, before we do that, you talk about a nice big field here. Tell us how they're going to line up. Yeah, indeed. We've got uh, 17 cars. As always, everybody running exactly the same Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo car, but four different classes of drivers. We've got the Pros, the Pro-Ams, the Ams, and the LB Cup. Starting at the back of the field, the uh, top but the, the bottom five are all LB Cup. We've got Tom Kerr in car number 74, Scott McKee in car number 87. Alongside her, excuse me, it's Sydney McKee, excuse me. Uh, alongside her is uh, Trevor Andrusco making his debut this weekend in a second TPC racing entry. That's car number 38. Ahead is the front row in the LB Cup. That's Randy Solari, the championship leader in the 03 car. And for US Raystronics in car number 33 is John Hennessy. Moving forward onto row six, Brian Thenis making his return to the series in car number 17 alongside the Pro-Am Championship leader, McKay Snow in car number 63. Also back, coming back into the championship for this weekend is an Am contender, car number 286, which started by Mel Johnson, alongside the, the pole sitter in Am, that's Victor Gomez, the fourth in car number 29. Two Pro-Am cars in row four, Leo Lamellas in car number 24, number 25 of Andrea Amici from Italy. Two Pro cars on row three, Stephen Agacani in car number six, alongside Madison Snow, in car number 16. Row two, we see the Pro-Am uh, pole sitter. Excellent effort by the young Costa Rican Danny Formal in car number 99 for Ansa Motorsports. Alongside him, Stephen McAleer from Scotland in car number one for prestige performance. Onto the front row, another good effort also for Ansa Motorsports. His best qualifying position in car number 13, the Brazilian Sergio Jimenez. And on the pole position for the first time in his Lamborghini Super Trofeo career, in his 62nd start for Precision Performance Motorsports at Carnival 46, the pole sitter is Brandon Godovic. And you see the pace car is in. And you talk about Brandon Godovic. What a great qualifying run. We talk about championships being open. Well, it is still very much open. Godovic in third in the championship, just one point behind Jake Edson and Steven Agacani. There in second, here we come, lined up, and the Raging Bulls have been released here at WeatherTech Raceway. Laguna Seca, good jump by Godovic, leads the field down to the Andretti hairpin. Great jump by Godovic, he really got on the throttle hard, didn't he? And he's pulled away already just a little bit over Sergio Jimenez. He's driven all sorts of different cars as a Brazilian, but he's, uh, this is just his uh, third weekend in these cars, and he's going really, really well there in that second position to hold off right behind him, Stephen McAleer. 50 minutes of competition here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo action, and there will be a mandatory pit stop. Halfway through this, there's a 10-minute window, a pit stop window in the middle of it. If you're in a two-driver format, has some good racing through turn five as they head up the hill into turn six. And this is what we're going to expect throughout the 50 minutes. These drivers really going at it. It's a sprint format, but for some of the teams, 
two drivers in the car, that mandatory pit stop for the two driver, it's going to have to be at least 84 seconds long. If you're a one driver uh, pairing or a one driver lineup, I should say it's an 87 second minimum time there in pit lane. And that kind of helps even things out. If it's a one driver lineup, that one driver already knows what the racetrack is like. It'll take that driver less time to get up to speed. So just a three second penalty there as there is a car off and downhill turn number 10 off and on no harm no foul and it's going to take a while jeremy i think for these tires to get up to temperature and pressure yeah i think it is and uh, we, but uh, not not for brandon godovic apparently brilliant start by him and a huge lead at the end of the first lap but over two and a half seconds for godovic that's a very very impressive start so jimmy Jimenez just about holding on there ahead of stephen mcalear uh, Danny Formal and uh, some of these other guys there. There's a big battle going on for second in Pro-Am for seventh and eighth positions between Andrea Amici and Leo Lamella. So some really good battling on this first lap. All except for Brango Godovic, who's checked out. Different colored patches, let's say, to the side of the window banner on these Lamborghini Super Trofeo cars. And those colors designate the different classes that kind of brownish tan color is the pro class the the yellow is the pro am class and then you'll find you'll see a green patch there on the upper right side of the windshield that's lb cup and then the light blue is going to be the am category so just look at those different classes those different colors you can tell the cars when you kind of look at them in a glance and be able to tell what classes they're in. And that's part of the challenge, isn't it, Jeremy? You don't want to get mixed up with someone that is not in your class. I should actually say the green is the AM category and the blue is the LB Cup. But you don't want to get mixed up. You may be out there racing with another car, but if they're not in your class, you have to be really careful about who you're racing with. You don't want to throw a good finish away in your class because you're mixing it up with somebody who really essentially isn't there. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is true. You're looking at the big picture. That is the championship at the end of the season. Generally speaking, there's a, a kind of a world finals. There's there's three different Lamborghini Super Trofeo series around the world. One in Asia, one in Europe, one here in North America. Generally speaking, they all get together and have a big world finals at the end of the year. Uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen this year as a result of the uh, pandemic, which is a great shame. So uh, for these for these uh, series now, you know that's. It's, it's all or nothing. We've got this weekend here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca and then finish off the season in a, a couple of weeks' time at Sebring. Well, and I said you want to be careful about racing someone in another class, someone that essentially isn't there. But for Madison Snow, who runs fifth overall in that Snow White number 16, the car just in front of him, Danny Formal, a good qualifying run there in the 99. He's not in the same class that Madison Snow is, but for Madison Snow, he needs to get past that Pro-Am entry if he wants to do battle with the cars in front and another car off at the exit of turn 10. It must be slick there as you exit that corner. It falls slightly off camber. And if you don't have your car underneath, when you get to the apex there, the exit's going to be exciting. Yeah. It is, and uh, I think, uh, where's where's our race leader? Where's Brandon Godovic? He's into the pits. No. He's out of the race. I wondered where he, he, he's he gone. He didn't come past the end of the lap. He's been pushed behind the wall, so what a great shame for Godovic. That's going to put the Brazilian, Mac, uh, Stephen 
Sergio Jimenez in the lead of this race, though, and he's made a little bit of a break on this last time around, ahead now of Stephen McAleer, who is being pressured by Danny Formal. There's also a pit stop for Tom Kerr at the back of the field as well. And this would be unscheduled. It looks like he's just going straight through. I would assume that that is a penalty. And getting a message from the pit lane that Godovic may not have enough fuel in the car. What? How would that happen? I'm sure that would be um, some, question Somebody forgot to put the fuel in there, I suppose. Well. Uh, yeah, uh, finger trouble that uh, used to be called in the mechanics trade. Uh, that would be most unfortunate. I, I would think that's uh, pretty unlikely, but uh, certainly really, really bad news and such a shame for Brandon Godovic, who's just uh, you know, is a brilliant pole position and an even more sensational first couple of laps there to put him out well into the lead. Here's a, a look again of the replay at the start and he gets on the throttle early and he's well clear by the time uh, the, uh, they uh, go across the start finish line. There's a jump I, start there for Tom Kerr. That's what Tom Kerr's penalty is about. The last car in line, you saw the big jump pulled out a line. That is a no-no. The rest of the field lined up beautifully. And for right now, Sergio Jimenez out in front. He's got a beautiful shot of the Monterey area countryside because there is absolutely nothing in front of him. But let's go back to Brandon Godovic for a second, Jeremy. If indeed it's fuel, they can take him back, put fuel in it. They can't fuel him in pit lane, and then they can send him back out. That would be valuable in the points run because right now we were talking about He's there in third position, just a point behind Agakangi and Edson, and just seven points in front of Stephen McAleer and Stuart Middleton. So if indeed it's fuel and he can get back out there, he'll at least collect points. And there he is back on pit lane. And I'm going to assume he's not going to be taking certain crew members to dinner tonight, Jeremy. No, that's, I've, uh, I'm not sure I've ever heard of that before. Uh, I mean, clearly they must have forgotten to put the fuel in after the session. Somebody said, yeah, I, yeah so everybody, everybody, everybody would have thought yeah, he did it, I guess, or she did it, uh, potentially. Cause, uh, but that's just really, really unfortunate for that team uh, because he'd done an, an absolutely excellent job. And you know, he's now, uh, he's not going to be in a contention, I don't think, to win the race, but he's going to get out there and show perhaps what could have been. Talk about contention to win the race. Second, third, and fourth race down to the Andretti hairpin. And you could throw the proverbial blanket over the Madison Snow, the third car in that order, trying to get past Danny Formal in the bright green 99 because that's in a, a different class. He needs to get past Formal so he can take the battle to Stephen McAleer in the black number one prestige performance Lamborghini. McAleer second on the racetrack and second in the pro category. And Madison Snow needs to get past the foul if he wants to take the fight to McAleer. Yeah, he does. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Sergio Jimenez, is, uh, you know, he's laughing all the way to the bank. He's pulling away uh, from uh, from these other contenders here in the lead of this race, leaving this battle for second place in his wake. As once again, uh, Madison Snow looks to try and make a move on Danny Formal, but just not close enough as they head into the, and through the corkscrew. Stephen McAleer in fourth in the championship as Snow gets by on the run down through Rainy Curve. And I'm not sure if Formal let him go because it seemed relatively easy. Formal now in the pits. He must have some type of a problem 
as well, Jeremy, because Formal comes to the pits, and this is way too early. We're not close to the pit stop window that opens after 20 minutes after the green flag. It's another penalty. Improper starting procedure. Not sure what that means. Um, but uh, it's another drive-through penalty then. And now it's uh, Danny Formal in car number 99. That's a great shame for him. He was running absolutely superbly in the third position and leading the Pro-Am class. So this is now going to hand the Pro-Am lead to Andrea Amici, who's running in the fifth position overall, just ahead, a couple of seconds ahead now, of Leo Lamellas in car number 24. 24 just in front of the 29 of Gomez. And once again, two cars that are in different classes. They head through turn five up the hill to six. And it really is kind of that matter of knowing where you fit in to determine who you're going to do battle with. If you've got somebody in your class on your rear wing, yeah, you want to get past that car in front of you. If you've got breathing room, you can't risk it. So you really kind of have to play that game of strategy. You've got to rely on your crew to let you know where your competition is and who you're racing with. For Danny Formal, hats off to him, though. I'm going to give him big props. I said it almost looked like he let snow by. I think he did. He knew he had the penalty. And two things. He didn't want to hold up somebody in another class any longer than he had to. And two, when you come through turn 10, that very fast right-hand corner, you need to stay left and get into the pit lane, and you need to begin to slow down. He did not want Madison Snow up underneath his wing when he had to begin slowing down because Snow certainly didn't know he was coming into the pits. That could have been a big issue. That's a very high-speed area of the racetrack. Well, yeah, it really is, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it, things can go wrong in a hurry down there. But uh, here's uh, one of the battles uh, a little further back. I think that is that's Leo Lamellas just ahead, I think, of uh, Victor Gomez. Uh, so this is not a battle for class position. Victor Gomez, however, he is leading the AM category uh, and is uh, right behind Leo Lamellas, who is running second in Pro-AM. It's a spin for John Hennessy. He, he was leading the uh, the uh, LB Cup category uh, under intense pressure from Stephen Andrusco just got gets on the power a little bit too soon coming out of turn four around the car goes and I tell you what there John Hennessy this is his first ever season of racing did a good job to make sure he did not collect that tire barrier on the inside of the corner well and a great job in qualifying in both qualifying sessions so we had qualifying one and two this morning to set the grid for race one which is what we see here round seven and then round eight tomorrow and so those two qualifying sessions Hennessy qualifying first in LB Cup in both of those qualifying sessions he has really come on strong he's third in the championship just two points behind Matt Dickin Dickin not here this weekend so Hennessy's going to move up the question is can he hunt down Randy Solari the leader the championship leader in LB Cup Solari right now with about 19 points I believe over John Hennessy in the championship and in fact there have only been two races that randy soleri has not won this year that was the second round at vir and the first round at michelin raceway road atlanta things starting to settle down just a little bit jeremy i think perhaps the drivers now have the pressure and the, the temp that they need in the tires and that's going to give them good grip and now the car underneath you much 
more. And and the only way to describe that is in the beginning, it's like if you go outside in the wintertime and there's snow or ice on the ground, you don't know what that is because you live in California. But you, it takes you a minute to figure what kind of grip you have. And I think that's what we saw with several of these drivers in the opening laps as we waited for tires to get the temperature and pressure. Cars well underneath them now. And these Lamborghinis putting on a show. Yeah. They are, but uh, that was a shame for, for John Hennessy, wasn't it? He, tell you what, he's, he's such a, a cool story there, just you know, coming into the sport this year. Uh, he uh, had a pretty high-powered demolition business up in the, up in the Seattle, Washington area, uh, and uh, he did some track days uh, last year, uh, having retired from his, from his business, and you know, he's, he, just, he was just out there having fun, and he thought uh, he, he heard about the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series and said, that sucks, cuts sounds kind of fun so did a, a <laughs> test day with the u.s racetronics team was pretty darn quick uh, and here we are pretty much less than a year later out in the out he was leading the lb cup class okay he's had a bit of a spin but i mean hey uh, for somebody brand new to racing that's a very very impressive effort for john hennessy well it is a very impressive effort because these are very serious race cars brian sellers madison snow run in the imsa weathertech sports car championship in the GT Daytona category in a Lamborghini and they won the Rolex 24 at Daytona this year and then the pandemic set in their team owner made a very brave call and elected to sit out of a lot of the races until he could make sure that the people that work for him and his dealerships were taken care of and then they returned to racing so what Brian Sellers and Madison Snow did when they came back was they came back in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship because these cars are so similar to their GT Daytona car, the Lamborghini that they run in the WeatherTech Championship. Madison electing to stay here. He said, this has helped me get back in the game from sitting out last season when he didn't race. And so you look at that caliber of driver in this in this series and it shows you just how good all of these drivers are it's really helped him get back in the game and you talk about brian sellers and madison snow madison snow leads the pro championship and he would have a big points lead had brian sellers not gotten a penalty at road america what was the penalty improper start procedure so it's caught some of the best in the business out as it caught a couple of drivers out here today we just saw that Sergio Jimenez continuing to lead. Then Stephen McAleer second. Madison Snow, the championship leader in the pro category, runs third. Andrea Amici leading in pro-am. Victor Gonzalez in the am category. And in LB Cup, it is the number 38 who leads there. Yeah, that would be uh, Stephen Andrusco, who's uh, making his debut this weekend in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. He's a, a driving driving instructor by trade. Not done an awful lot of racing, though. I don't think he was actually. He's probably better known around the IMSA paddock as a photographer. For many years. he's one of those guys who do anything to get involved in this sport. So, you know, he's uh, he's doing a really nice job. Is Stephen Andrusco in that TPC race against car number 38 to lead the class? We just saw a good look there. Madison Snow trying to make a move on Stephen McAleer, but McAleer making sure that inside line, which is the preferred line into turn 11, the hairpin isn't uh, isn't able. For, uh, there's no way for Madison Snow to make a make a way through, and he's he's being pretty defensive here. Is uh, McAleer? Oh, he's, he's made that. He's still holding on there, but he's making life awfully difficult for Madison Snow. 
who is, of course, our championship leader. Two of the best in the business right here, two very talented young drivers, Stephen McAleer and the number one, the Prestige Performance, Wayne Taylor Racing, Lamborghini Paramus entry, trying to hold off Madison Snow, climbing the hill out of five, up to six. Just a light brush of the brakes, down a gear, through the compression, and then up the hill towards the corkscrew, that massive drop after you turn in to the left, then the right takes you down the hill, and Stephen McAleer in his black Lamborghini Huracan Evo trying to hold off the bright white just behind him as they come down the hill. Madison Snow seems to have a better car underneath him, Jeremy, and McAleer very defensive as they rub fenders down the hill three turns in. Great stuff. This is really good racing between these two. I'm sure Madison Snow won't see it that way because uh, he's trying everything he can. He's going to go around the outside of him at turn 11. That's a brilliant pass by Madison Snow. Absolutely superb. Uh, and his nose is ahead across the start-finish line. But now McAleer is going to come back on the inside line down into the Marie-Andretti head. And, of course, what this battle is doing is allowing Stephen Agacani to close right up onto them in that fourth position in car number six. Now Snow with the inside line into turn three. He'll get it there. And now McAleer is going to need to turn his attention to his rearview mirror. Stephen Agakani has closed in, as you said, in the number six. Right there behind him, Agakani, Jacob Edson, two drivers in that number six U.S. Racetronics, Lamborghini Beverly Hills entry, and Agakani has joined the fight. He has, and uh, that team, but they've struggled through the practice and the qualifying session. Uh, all of the U.S. Australian guys, or most of them at least, certainly the, the pro guys here with Stephen Agacani and Jacob Edson, uh, the car, they, they just kind of missed the setup on the car, but Peter Jacobs has a massive amount of experience. He's the, the technical director there at U.S. Australian, and he's put his head together, clearly come up with a better car for the race. The car was just suffering a little bit too much oversteer. The car, the back end, just wanted to slap around during the practice of qualifying, but clearly it's working well now, and Agacani able to put the pressure on uh, Stephen McAleer, who's uh, slipping back a little bit now from Madison Snow. Sergio Jimenez out in front still over Madison Snow. 3.2 seconds from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Stephen McAleer has his hands full of Stephen Agacani just behind him. Agacani and Edson second in the pro championship and they would really like to pick up this position. We're closing in on the window to open four pit stops. And perhaps McAleer has run the tires off of his Lamborghini. It doesn't seem to be underneath him. And interesting, you were talking about missing on the setup. When you look just at the numbers, Stephen Agacani, Jacob Edson, they've not had a good last three rounds. It was two fourth place finishes and a fifth. They had finished on the podium at the opening race and then won two in a row and then all of a sudden they couldn't get on the podium the last three races Jeremy I know there were some mistakes by the drivers in there as well but has this setup issue did they head down a road with the setup that just wasn't working for them and now they've had to go go back to something that's a little more tried and true I think that's exactly right. And, yeah, there was a couple of mistakes uh, last time out for uh, for the youngster, Stephen Agacani. But, look, you know, the kid's just 17 years of age. So I think you kind of forgive that. Uh, but he's uh, he's now up in up, you know, up in contention now. He's got uh, right behind him, of course, is uh, Andrea Amici, who is the uh, leader in Pro-Am. Uh, and we're now inside 
the uh, 30 minute mark of the race so the pit window is open now to make that mandatory change the first car into the pits is that car number six of Stephen Agacani interesting to see that because I know you know if you're in the car you want as much time behind the wheel as you possibly can he would have another four laps perhaps before he would need to pit before the pit window opened but Agacani out it's going to hand it over to Jake Edson, and and maybe it's one of those things, Jeremy, that on any given weekend, one driver is going to have just a little bit more speed. Perhaps you just look at the performance of the drivers over the weekend, and you just say, you know what, the other guy consistently has the better lap time. He's going to be the driver that runs the longest. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Jacob Edson's got a lot more experience than Stephen Agacani. Generally, Stephen runs as long as he possibly can, as you rightly say. Those so we see Randy Saleri, the points leader in LB Cup also making a stop for change racing uh, he is one of the he is not changing drivers he's going to stay aboard that number three car as the number 46 of Brandon Godovic also running solo he is back in a race by the way uh, and just just remarkably just one lap down so he is going to serve uh, his mandatory pit stop here and get back out in the fray and hope he can perhaps even make up a couple of positions before the end of the race I mean, and absolutely critical, like we talked about, six cars in the pro category. So for him to get back out there, if he can get six place points, that's better than no points at all. So important to get that car sorted, get it back on the racetrack, which is exactly what they did. And he's back in competition, like you said, for him to get back on the lead lap would take some doing. But points are points, and he'll take every one that he possibly can. Godovic third in the championship, just 12 out of the lead. And as we said, just two points, or just one point, I should say, behind Jake Edson and Stephen Agacani. McAleer out of the number one. Yeah, so uh, Madison Snow then is uh, kind of out on his own now. Andrea Amici also has not yet made his pit stop. Uh, so it's a pro car, head of the pro-am. Then the best of the am cars now runs in the third place. That's Victor Gomez, the fourth in car number 29. As the LB Cup leader, that is Stephen Andrusco. He brings that TPC car, car number 38, onto the pit lane for the first time as well. And taken over from uh, from Trevor Andrusco will be Scott Schmidt, who is uh, who is... He did some racing in a Panos, the Panos One Make Cup about well, nearly 20 years ago, I think. But he, this is his first professional race for uh, Scott Schmidt. So it's going to be a steep learning curve for him. I don't think he's probably going to be able to hold on to the lead in LB Cup. We're certainly going to do the best we can as we see the overall leader and championship leader, Madison Snow, making his stop as well for change racing in car number 16. Sergio Jimenez came in, did his stop and back out and noticed a little bit of damage on the right front of Madison Snow's number 16. Perhaps that was that intense battle that he was having with Stephen McAleer. And now as pit stops cycle through, remember, it is a minimum time on pit lane for all these drivers. 84 seconds if you're sharing the car with a co-driver this weekend. 87 seconds. If you are going it alone, driving solo, and that's from the time that you cross the pit in line where the speed limit starts until the time that you cross the pit out line at the end of pit lane where the speed limit ends. It's not sitting still for that period of time. It's that amount of time on pit lane that you must spend. That's Brian Athenas in uh, Columbus 17 also bringing his uh, car onto pit lane. He drops out of I think sixth position with 
Victor Gomez the fourth uh, also onto pit lane this time around. And for Brian, he's a guy returning to the series, and that shows you just how good the series is. And he ran well in it. He finished third in the AM Championship in both 2016 and 2017 and did a couple of races in 2018, and now he's back. So he's got good experience and really didn't show that he had had much time out of these cars. He qualified third in the first qualifying session, second for tomorrow's race. So good to see him back. Mel Johnson back this weekend as well a driver we were used to seeing last year. And this is where things are going to take a while to sort out, Jeremy. In these two-driver format cars, you have a little bit of an advantage because you spent less time on pit lane, but the driver now behind the wheel, like in the number 16, Madison Snow stayed behind it. He knows what he has underneath him. But for Jake Edson, who climbed aboard the number six, taking over from Stephen Agakani, I'm sure Agakani will be on the radio and probably was the lap before he came in saying, this is what I've got. This is what the car's doing and kind of talking him around the racetrack, helping get Jake Edson up to speed so he doesn't have to discover everything for himself. Yeah, uh, just look at Andrea, I guess Andrea Mitra has not yet stopped, has he? Okay, so he is uh, still uh, out uh, on the pit stop, having yet to make his mandatory pit stop. Andrea Mitra the leads then from Mel Johnson, who's doing a nice job also for US Race Tronics in car number 286. Uh, 286. That's a curious number. The re reason for that number, by the way, is is he, his co-driver in this race is uh, John, John Hirschberg. Uh, John's from Manhattan Beach in California, and he was a successful boat racer in the past, and that was the number he had in his boat racing career. He had some success with that, won championships, so, hey, I'd like to run that in a race car as well. Okay, fine, says uh, the team owner. So uh, Mel Johnson, who is driving that car at the moment, and it'll be John Hirschberg who takes over the number 286 for the second part of this race. But back out on the racetrack, we've got now a battle this is not yet for the lead because we've got some other cars that have not yet made pit stops. But Jacob Edson is out ahead of Madison Snow in car number 16. And there's a good example. You you wonder if the time on pit lane, remember Jake Edson got his mandatory pit stop was three seconds shorter than the mandatory pit stop of 87 seconds for Madison Snow. And that may be the difference that we're seeing on the racetrack right now. Uh, absolutely right. Sergio Imenez still out in front, but the race has come to him. It is a lot closer than it was before the pit stops, Jeremy. Well, it is. Uh, we've got a real battle here going on uh, right now. Still, Andrea Michi, he's got about another two and a half minutes before he has to make his pit stop to hand over that to number 25 car to Ashton Harrison. Uh, and uh, he'll be he'll be staying out there as long as he can. He's certainly good lap times at the lead of the race. He was actually quicker. Well, he wasn't quite not quite as quick as the uh, as Sergio Jimenez, uh, who was running in the third position. But he's certainly running a good pace. Is Andre Amici in the lead of this race in car number 25? So once those pit stops have taken place, the battle that is down in the Andretti hairpin right now should be for first, second, and third. Jimenez should take back over the points after these pit stops. And Jake Edson right there, watching Jimenez now through turn four, he seems to have a real good jump when they come down through the diving left-hand rainy curve, the right-hander of turn 10. Seems to pull a little bit over 
Jake Edson, at least he did the last time by. We'll have to wait until he gets around to that section again, but the top three right there together. Well, they are, aren't they? And this is a super battle that's uh, going to be uh, going on. It is going to be for the lead next time around because both Andrea Amicia and Mel Johnson, the, LB, the AM class leader, excuse me, uh, Mel Johnson, they are both into the pits for their mandatory pit stops. Andrea Amici, as we said, she, he will hand over to Ashton Harrison. She will be at the, at the wheel for the uh, final portion of this race, the final 20 minutes of this race. And Mel Johnson will hand over the number 286 car to Jonathan Hirschberg. This will mean this battle here as they're coming into turn 11. Uh, Sergio Jimenez in the lead. Uh, Jacob Edson in second place and right behind him in third is Madison Snow. The jump that the 13 gets off that final corner just really pays big dividends all the way down into the braking zone for the Andretti hairpin. And those, those three corners, 10, 11, and 12, really seems to be where the advantage is. And think about this as far as a championship goes. For Jimenez, the best he has finished is, I believe, fifth, or fourth, I should say, in the last round. He's sixth in the championship. What would happen if he finishes up front today is he's going to take maximum points away from either Edson and Agakani or Madison Snow. And that means whichever one finishes second, it's just a two-point gap between competitors at that point in time or a three-point gap I should say and that's going to keep the championship really really close Jimenez has really no chance at winning the championship but he can certainly be taking the maximum points away from the top contenders right now of Madison Snow, Jacob Edson and Steven Agakani. Yeah, and all the battles uh, further back down the field as well there's uh, Danny Formale in column 99 trying to make up for that uh, for the uh, he had a drive-through, didn't he, earlier in uh, in the race? Yeah, improper start procedure uh, is uh, what we're talking. Quite, still not quite sure what that improper start procedure would mean. We saw the number 74 car. He clearly jumped the start, so uh, that was definitely an improper start. Uh, but uh, we didn't really see what happened to to car number 99, Danny Formal. But he's right there behind now, Victor Gomez of the fourth. This is not a battle for class position because Victor Gomez is uh, in the AM category and leading it from Brian Thienus and uh, Mel Johnson. That car is still in the pits, of course, handing over to John Hirschberg. But uh, Victor Gomez leads that category. Danny Formal is now third in the Pro-Am category behind this man, uh, who is, well, it's Ash, that, that, that man. That, that, that's actually Ashton Harrison, yeah. who's not up to speed. Something's not comes right, out Jeremy. Of the no, it's not. Car looked slow as it was coming down through Turn 10 and 11, and I can't tell if the car is just offline and that's dust that I see behind it or if it's smoke. But this is not the way you want your day to go around this racetrack. Now Ashton Harrison going to try to get that car, I believe, all the way back around. It's smoke indeed. He's going to try to get it back around to the pits. There's not a lot of good places to pull off. On the way to turn five, if you stay driver's right, there's an escape road there where safety crews work, and you could pull off there. A little bit of a wild ride there for the 87. Sydney McKee had taken the C8 route. Oh, and there. That's Amici. That's Ashton Harrison, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Day done, and that's the area where I was thinking that you could get the car off and they're usually i think that's at turn five there are usually safety workers there a lot of 
I believe that's not sure that smoke could just be steam, but and I can't tell if that's at turn five. No, that's there in between turns three and four. And what had been a little wisp of smoke finally gets to be too much. You see another couple of big puffs and then boom. That looks like perhaps some type of a, a water line came off that you just saw an eruption of steam out the back. I don't think that's smoke. I think that's steam. But it uh, is going to bring is, out a full good. course caution. Yes, it is. That's a shame. Well, that's going to make things very interesting. Well, it was already pretty interesting at the front <laughs> with uh, Sergio Jimenez, Jacob Edson, and Madison Snow pretty much together. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart Middleton, the uh, the English driver in the fourth position in car number one, he is now going to come back into the picture as well. And poor old Ashton Harrison had no luck at all for that no, prestige they, performance team. No, they have not had a good year. They She had a problem in qualifying at VIR. You see what it looks to me anyway, Jeremy, is like a hose finally lets go. I think the car had gotten hot for some reason and then finally kaboom. And you see all that steam out the back. But now they have not had a good year and had a problem at VIR and qualifying. They got some help from Lance Wilsey that allowed them to run. But now bad luck again here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. But I think it's time to tighten down your belts. We've gone full course caution here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America action from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And the restart promises to be exciting. The 13, having the best run of the season, Sergio Jimenez out in front for a great qualifying effort, qualified second in the pro category and overall on pole for tomorrow's race. And the speed here, I'm sure there's some knowledge of this racetrack, but the speed that he has shown and his Ansa Motorsports team has shown, that's what impresses me. Ansa really pretty new to Lamborghini Super Trofeo action. And Jeremy, to get a handle on this car, he can't drive it if it's not good. And you got a good driver in a well-set-up car, and it shows. And that's exactly what we're seeing here today. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just, uh, you know, the team has really gelled now. They've, they've, they've got a bit of experience under their belt. When they first appeared at VIR, they'd done precisely zero testing before <laughs> that before that event. So, I mean, they were seriously in the deep end there. Uh, but, uh, you know, since then, they've uh, got a bit more experience. I think they've been out uh, with the race car a couple of times to uh, to learn a bit a little bit more about it as well, out of the uh, the, the environment, if you like, for... Uh, for the uh, from the race weekends, so able to learn from that, and you know, and clearly, you know, it's, it's paying dividends because he has now been uh, you know, this weekend. He's been super strong, as you say. He's qualified uh, in the second qualifying session. He'll be on the pole for tomorrow's race, and he's already uh, out front now. He's been out front ever since we saw that early miscue for the uh, the Prestige Performance Team. Uh, precision, excuse me, precision performance. Well, prestige performance and preci precision <laughs> performance, two different teams. It always confuses me that. But the the uh, the uh, precision performance car, Brandon Godovic, had to serve that uh, that pit stop to put, actually put some fuel in the car. He is back running again. He is a lap down still. Uh, so he, he's not going to be able to, to make up any significant ground here. But uh, I don't think anybody's even got close to the fastest lap of the race that he set second time running. He's done in 25s. I don't think anybody else has got below 
27 and a half or maybe 20, one minute 27, but he's easily the fastest car and Brandon Godovic tomorrow will come back and uh, try to show kind of what, what should have been today. Safety car still out at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, closing in on 13 minutes to go in round seven of 10 on the 2020 season. Safety workers trying to remove the stricken number 25. And part of the problem with cars this sophisticated, you don't just push in the clutch and move the gear shift over to neutral. The transmissions being paddle shift, it's imperative that you know how to get it out of gear. And you can see it looked like the car stuck in gear a little bit. They tried to rock it, and it was just kind of stuck back and forth. And safety workers doing their best. I think they could tuck it behind the wall if they can get it rolling. There we go. Now we've got it rolling. They'll get it behind the wall. I'm sure they've checked for fluid on the racetrack. That's important as well. You think about the lap times that are being run, a minute and 27 seconds, the best lap that we've seen so far today. So when you start doing the math there, not going to have too many laps left in this race. It is going to be a shootout from the drop of the green. Yeah, apart from Brandon Godovic, I think he was I think he was in the 25s, uh, even on the, the first flying lap of the race, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, and and Sergio Jimenez, he's been lapping nice and consistently, doing exactly what he needs to do to, to hold on ahead of Jacob Edson. And you know, Jacob Edson certainly, he he really could do with these points. They've they've slipped back about he and Stephen Agacani. They're 11 points behind Madison Snow in the championship. If they stay as they are right now, they will pick up a couple of points over Madison Snow, who's directly behind them on the racetrack in third position. But if you can make a move for the lead, Jacob Edson, that will get them another three points, and that will be very, very handy heading into the final three races of the season. Oh, it would be absolutely huge. Right now, it's an 11-point gap between Edson and Agakani and the championship leader Madison Snow. Light still on on the Lamborghini Huracan safety car. Closing now on 11 minutes to go. So just some final cleanup over there at the exit of turn three as they remove that stricken car and hope to get back, I would think, to green here on this next lap. But you've got to really think about that as far as the championship stuff goes for Jake Edson. He desperately, you always want to win a race. But when you know that if you can get by the car in front and park that competitor between yourself and your nearest competitor in the championship, like you said, Jeremy, that's a big points day. It is, um, certainly. And, uh, you know, that will be uh, the goal for Jacob Edson will be to try and get past uh, Sergio Jimenez. There's, there's still just a just over 10 minutes remaining in this race. The lights are still on that Lamborghini Huracan safety car at the front of the field. But um, yeah, he'll be hoping that he's going to have at least six or seven or eight laps to have a go at uh, the Brazilian and see for Jacob Edson whether he can just you know make some more points towards the championship. Looking a little bit further down the order, Corey Lewis leads the Pro-Am category for change racing car number 63. He's taken over from Madison's younger brother, McKay Snow. Uh, but in second place, right behind Corey Lewis, is going to be the U.S. Racetronics car number 24 of Leo Lamellis. And also now into the picture, very uh, intriguingly, is Danny Formal, who's made his way all the way back 
to seventh position after serving that drive through and falling to the back of the pack early on. He's now the, the, the Pro-Am cars, one, two, three there in fifth, sixth and seventh on the road, just ahead of Victor Gomez, the fourth, and Brian Thinas with the first two in the Am category. Then it's the first two in LB Cup. who are also close together, John Hennessy and Randy Solari. So during that round of pit stops, uh, John Hennessy was, or after round of pit stops, Hennessy was able to get back ahead of uh, Randy Solari. Yeah, he put that mistake that he made behind him and back out in front. He had a breakthrough win the last time out at Michelin Raceway Road America in race one. Three other second place finishes, but we're about to go back to green and Jimenez up front, green flag waves. What can Jake Edson do? Madison Snow right there and a great jump one more time for Jimenez off of turn 11. Edson really closing in, goes a little wide. Snow may be able to get underneath. Two different concepts there in the Andretti hairpin. A lot of drivers like to go wide. Other drivers like to pinch it down to the inside. And I thought Madison Snow might get the best of Jake Edson there. That was good racing, wasn't it, between those two? <laughs> but, uh, they end up uh, not changing positions. It's uh, it's it's still, yeah, it's still uh, it's in that second position. And here comes again to the inside. There is uh, Stuart Middleton making a move at turn five. Nice late move, but it's a clean move from the Englishman. Now, that's a difficult pass to make there in turn five. And Madison Snow doesn't give him a lot of room at the apex. Tech's back over the position as they head up. The Ray Hall straight to the corkscrew. Great battle up the hill. Who's going to win it off the corkscrew? Snow's got the advantage. Yeah, you're not going to go side by side through the corkscrew there, but hats off there to Madison Snow. He kept the footing going up the hill towards turn six. Uh, Middleton just a little bit hesitant going into turn six. It's a really tricky corner. It's over a blind crest. You can't see the apex of the corner as you turn in there. It's a really difficult corner. And Madison Snow just stuffed it down the inside. That's a great repass by Madison Snow to get back up in to third position. And now Stuart Middleton in the number one has fallen back into the clutches. Corey Lewis, that's a different class. But Lewis wants by because he's got Leo Lamellas second in Pro-Am behind him. And Corey Lewis is saying, if you're going to hold me up, I've got to get by because I've got my class competition right behind me. And I think they made contact at the second apex of the Andretti hairpin. And here comes Lamellas. <laughs> Lamellas has now... I believe, was that Lamellas that got passed or the 99? No, that's Danny Formal. Wow, good stuff. Look at it again, Jeremy, down into the hairpin. And you see the move up inside, there's that little contact and the 99 right there behind him. Yeah. Yeah, Middleton just uh, got, got into the corner just a little bit too deep, ran wide there where you want to be getting back on the power. And that's where uh, Corey Lewis was trying trying to, to, to think about getting past him. But uh, I think it's probably uh, going to be costly. Lamellas third in Pro-Am right now and the one of the other bright green entries. But it was Danny Formal that had me fooled. He's now gone to the lead, working past Corey Lewis. And meanwhile, Jacob Edson at the front really putting on pressure he seems to now have good speed through nine and ten but the run that Jimenez gets off of turn 11 is astounding and that really separates him 
down in the break zone into the Andretti hairpin almost every lap, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, the good news for Jacob Edson now, he doesn't have to worry about Madison Snow because he's uh, fallen a couple of seconds behind in the third position. Uh, he'd much rather that the, uh, that Stuart Middleton was able to uh, maintain that position ahead of Madison Snow with Jacob Edson, but that's not the case. So instead, uh, Stuart Middleton now, he's going to come under pressure from uh, Danny Formal, who's forwarded his way past, first of all, Leo Lamellis, and then Corey Lewis as well. So Danny Formal now up into fifth position. Uh, so he, uh, for, for Ansa Motorsports, leading the race overall with Sergio Jimenez, and also now for Danny Formal in the fifth position, leading Pro-Am also. What a great day for that team. Great, great day. And for Madison Snow, I think he's just trying to hold on. I don't believe he has a good car underneath him. They're going to have to work on the setup for round eight, tomorrow's Lamborghini Super Trofeo race from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. But car that looks hooked up, at least through most of the racetrack, is Jacob Edson. But as they come into turn 11, Sergio Jimenez puts the power down and almost every lap is able to pull out two, three car links as they go past the line and down towards the Andretti hairpin. Yeah, that number 13 car really does launch well off the hairpin, doesn't it? And uh, Jacob Edson's able to carry pretty good speed around the Marandrelli hairpin, but just nowhere near close enough to think even about making the move for the lead. And we're now down inside the uh, final four minutes of this race. So probably, uh, uh, probably they'll probably get three laps in and time is running out for Jacob Edson, running in second place for that U.S. Racetronics team. Jacob Edson desperately wanting to get by, wants to get those maximum points so he and Steven Agakani can take a good chunk out of the points lead that Madison Snow has in the Pro Championship. Three different driver lineups have won overall in 2020 in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America action. The 13 is not one of those cars that has seen victory lane, and it would be a huge day for Sergio Jimenez and Ansa Motorsport if they can hold on. But Jacob Edson trying to have a say in that matter. He closes back some of that ground, two, three car links that Jimenez is able to pull out coming off turn 11 almost every lap. And then he gets to this area of the racetrack onto the front straightaway of the Leaders' Cup. And he just watches that number 13 get smaller and smaller as they head down to the Andretti hairpin. How frustrating is that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty annoying, <laughs> certainly. Uh, and also annoying is the fact that uh, there are just, just under three minutes uh, to go when they cross the start-finish line. So I'm reckoning it's going to be white flag next time around. Is that a, uh, Leo Lamellis there? Was he making a move? Or has he just been overtaken? There's some super battling though, up and down this field. Well, and Madison Snow in that bright white number 16 running third in the order, doing everything he can to keep Stuart Middleton behind him because Snow does not want to lose any more points. Yeah. That was a Edson slow lap for Madison Snow. Excuse me, Brian. That was a slow lap last time for Madison Snow. I don't know whether he, did he make a mistake that, uh, that I didn't see, but uh, he's certainly now got uh, Danny Formal uh, right behind him and then Corey Lewis and Leo Lamellis uh, pretty much in that battle as well. No, so, well, certainly Danny Formal and Corey Lewis are in that battle as well. I would think white flag this time, but it is going to be yes. close, Jeremy. 
yeah, no, be it, very it, close. Yeah. I think about four or five seconds uh, kind of outside it. I think that's very close in my book. It is. <laughs> if I, I agree. was having to make the call, I think it's very close. It should be the white flag, and indeed, it does wave. One lap to go. That's not what Jake Edson wants to see. He wants more laps to try to get past 13 to get to the top of the podium. Madison Snow saying, you could throw the checkered right now, if you would, please, because he's trying to hold on to his championship lead. But this is what he likes to see, the cars behind him having a battle. 63, Corey Lewis, Danny Formal going at it tooth and nail, and this is for Pro-Am and for the win in that category. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, Corey Lewis, he's a multiple champion, of course, in these cars. That was a very forceful move indeed. Roughing each other up as they flash into turn five, and Formal tries to cut back, I would think, and Corey Lewis probably going to try to block that move as they head up the hill into six. Madison Snow now has a couple of car links on Stuart Middleton. That is absolutely critical. But the battle for the win in Pro-Am is hot, and so is the battle for the overall lead. Jimenez has it. In turn nine, Rainey Kerr, can he hold it as they come down the hill one final time into turn 11? Edson looks to the inside. He's just not close enough. Jimenez off of 11, three different groups of winners so far this season now make it four as we have a new winner in Lamborghini Super Trofeo here at WeatherTech Raceway looking to say a good stop up front the battle in Pro-Am to the line as well that looks close wow I mean what an ebb and flow Jeremy throughout we saw drama and a new victor, Sergio Jimenez, takes his first win in Lamborghini Super Trofeo action. Yeah, that was a really nice drive by, by the Brazilian there, Sergio Jimenez, 36 years of age from Piedade in Brazil. Got a lot of experience in all sorts of different cars. He raced in the GP2, which is kind of the equivalent now of Formula 2, the feeder category to Formula 1 for a while. But uh, for the last uh, decade, he's been driving in sports cars. He was in the... Uh, FAA GT1 Championship 10 years ago. Uh, last couple of years, he'd been driving in the Jaguar I-Pace Trophy, the electric car series. Uh, that's a very different beast to this Lamborghini, but that was a very accomplished victory for Sergio Jimenez. And you and I have talked about this all season long, Jeremy. This series really becoming a, a place where experienced drivers look at it as a home. You may come from an open-wheel background, but then you go, hey, where do I want to go and find world-class sports car racing and get used to driving sedans and racing high horsepower high technology vehicles and this series is just that well it is uh, you know it's, it's a tremendous championship and just looking down now uh, at the other uh, points table uh, Sergio Jimenez having not competed in the first round of the, of the weekend he's not really in a championship chase Madison Snow finished third 
uh, today. So his lead over Stephen Argicani and Jacob Edson will be trimmed by a couple of points, just eight points between them as they head into tomorrow's race. Also other great wins today in the different classes for Corey Lewis. That was a brilliant victory to get ahead of Danny Formal on the last lap in the Pro-Am category. Victor Gomez, the fourth in Am, and John Hennessy by just a second over Randy Soleri in the LB Cup class as well. Four different classes, so we've got four different winners. Congratulations to Sergio Jimenez for his win in Pro Corey Lewis and McKay Snow in Pro-Am. And all the rest of the drivers out there. Lamborghini Super Trofeo action. One of the most exotic single-make classes you'll find anywhere in the world. Round seven for the 2020 season is done. Round eight is up tomorrow. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.